Welcome, everyone. On today's episode, I'm talking with Jonathan Gallo, Principal and Product Manager of Cloud Strategy and Innovation at CoreLogic, about the collaborative, cloud-centric approach that CoreLogic takes with its clients. When it comes to climate change, it's hard to know the impact it's going to have on our planet, let alone your portfolio. Climate Risk Analytics by CoreLogic will help you make consistent decisions from the national scale all the way down to individual properties. You can even assess projected losses for every structure in the continental United States with financial figures, actual numbers, not arbitrary letter grades. So one day when regulators ask how resilient your business is in the face of climate risk, be ready with Climate Risk Analytics by CoreLogic. Learn more at corelogic.com slash climate risk. Jonathan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Great to have you. I'm really excited about this discussion today. So my first question for you is, what inspired the shift or emphasis towards a cloud-centric approach at CoreLogic? That's a great question. So for the past few years, we've observed many of our uh, enterprise clients adopting cloud strategies. For CoreLogic, to be where our clients are, it it aligns with that trend, but it's also our mission to deliver faster, smarter insights help our clients make data-driven decisions. Yeah, we're, we're definitely seeing a shift, right? It's a new kind of collaboration around data and how companies are working together to solve issues and create new capabilities. Can you talk a bit about that and what that looks like? Yeah, uh, data collaboration is evolving. Uh, the landscape of uh, data collaboration, um, companies are moving beyond just silos to create data ecosystems. It's, it's not just about sharing the data, it's about co-creating these insights um, that can be directly integrated into our mutual clients' ecosystems, um, whether it's the analytic platform, a workflow tool, or even a user interface. I think what's really so different about that is that it used to be kind of like, this is mine and this is yours, and there wasn't that sort of sharing economy going on. And, and that's the biggest difference, right? That, that's not typical in business up to this point. And I think just with these data ecosystems that are being developed, um, there's plenty of growth there for everyone. And, and so we're, when we're going into these emerging markets, um, there's enough room for everyone to expand and, and work together to create things that you couldn't do alone. That's a great point is like the working together, um, you're cr- coming up with something that's bigger than the bo- both the parts, right? The whole is going to be bigger. So, you know, my question for you is how does CoreLogic fuel that kind of collaboration? That doesn't just happen. It, it doesn't. It's a lot of work, right? So um, CoreLogic is the largest provider of property data in the country uh, with roughly 6 billion property-related records that span back uh, 50 years. All of this we put into our uh our unified common data lake. And where this sits, uh, it's also linked to our unique geospatial property identifier. Uh, we refer to this as CLIP. Think of CLIP as the social security uh, number for property. And any data attribute within our data lake or analytic related to a piece of property can then be pulled into a client's ecosystem for those insights. This is so crazy. So um, I know that CoreLogic has, you know, uh, a long history. What does that data lake even look like? Um, it's something we built. So these clouds are creating that type of data lake now, um, whether it be Databricks or Snowflake, um, AWS or Google. Um, CoreLogic 
had this idea several years ago where we developed it before these solutions existed. So we built it within our own infrastructure um, and had to create all that robust uh, infrastructure and, and connections to, to work the data, cleanse the data and, and, and make it work. Um, I, it's one of those things where if, if you're ahead of the, the, the curve, um, you need to come up with all these solutions. But what's great for people nowadays is if they are just getting started, they can take advantage of these uh, cloud platforms. A lot of things have already been worked out and right, figured out, solved as far as making that collaboration easier. So can you share a success story where CoreLogic's cloud capabilities made a significant difference for a client? Uh, yeah. So um, we've collaborated with a tier one mortgage institution, um, integrating our cloud capabilities with their existing analytic functions. This partnership supported their entire customer lifecycle from top of funnel to um, activities to do with underwriting, uh, origination, portfolio risk management, and servicing. Uh, the result of all this was institution experienced a significant reduction in processing time, uh, enhanced risk assessment accuracy, and improved customer satisfaction. It's, it's a testament to how CoreLogic's cloud capabilities can transform and, and elevate business operations. Did that client come to you, um, you know, were they first a client at a, at a smaller level? I mean, did they come in with that? Is it, did they see the capabilities by doing other work with you guys? Um, in that example, that was um, a, a, an existing client within our ecosystem, but not a cloud client. Um, they were one of those who uh, migrated from uh, our, our native solutions within CoreLogic to, to go into the cloud. Uh, but we have um, testimonies from clients that found us via um, the cloud marketplace. I just saw some of our listings doing maybe a, a Google uh, a Google search and, and coming across the data we had in net new um, kind of resulting uh, or having the same result. Really interesting. You know, what are some of the challenges companies are facing with their own data? I mean, companies are grappling with a lot of uh, data-related challenges. Uh, first, there's the technical infrastructure I kind of mentioned on what we had to build, uh, which needs robust, um, infrastructure, and it needs to be adaptable to handle the vast amounts of data. There's issues with complex data integration processes where disparate data sources need to seamlessly come together. Um, I don't know if you've ever tried to put together uh, two or three Excel files, um, but it just doesn't work sometimes, right? And that gets frustrating. So imagine that Excel file being an entire database of information and trying to get it all to play nice. The, the data quality issues are prevalent within companies. Inconsistencies, inaccuracies, out-of-date information. Business analysts and, and data scientists spend a lot of their time just, I'd say, I, I think there's a statistic, 70% of their time just cleansing the data just so they could start working with it to, to come up with these insights and answers. Um, there's security concerns. And of course, there's costs associated with maintaining and processing all of this. I think that's the thing is that when people think about gathering all this data and utilizing all this data, it, it sort of creates, it, it comes up with a life of its own, right? It, it creates this whole other set of problems about maintenance, um, to your point, you know, getting it to the point where you can really work with it and trust it and the security of it. What are some advantages of working with companies like Amazon, Google, Databricks, or Snowflake? So the advantages of working with like these tech giants, they provide that robust infrastructure, advanced analytic capabilities and, and 
and they give you solutions at scale. Most importantly, our strategic collaboration with these platforms enables us to meet our clients where they already are in their ecosystem, in the ecosystems that they uh, that they trust. Being where our clients are, we make it easier for them to leverage CoreLogic's unique insights and data capabilities, accelerating their journey to achieve impactful business outcomes. Our clients win uh, when they're working with our data, their data, and other third-party data with these cloud platforms, leveraging, as I mentioned, their tools and capabilities. Uh, and what you said earlier, the outcomes, answers, and insights are becoming something greater than the sum of their parts. In the past, I can imagine that people didn't even understand these capabilities, but I also think that even even understanding what it is, there there would have to be some fear there in in collaborating and opening up their data and working with these uh, different companies. How do you guys address that? So within these platforms, and, and that's, I think, the, the important piece within these platforms, it's not like they're just coming to us and sharing everything they have. I'd say there's two things that have happened. We, with the, our existing clients, we have built that trusted relationship where they know we win when they win. We want to help them uh, not just provide the data to them, but we want to be further to the, the beginning of their journey, um, helping them understand their problems, their business needs, their pain points, and, and how we could work together to solution those. On the other side of that, um, there's still concern, uh, security concerns, right? So within these platforms, they have things called uh, secured enclaves or data clean rooms. And these are spaces that allow us to come in with our data because, of course, we want, we're protective of our IP, but they're also concerned about theirs, right? We could come into these data clean rooms and they could share just the information they want to share with us or that they need to share with us to work together. And we do the same. But then it's kind of like two black boxes, but the black box is doing all the work but then the output, the, the mutual findings that we want to uh, discover together will be that output. So it allows for that secured collaboration. You know, on, on the CoreLogic side, because you guys have this experience of working with those giant companies, how are you leveraging that for your clients? Not just like bringing them together, but what you've learned from working with some of the most um, technologically advanced and, and largest companies in the world. Yeah. So. A part of that, and, and you know, I've been working with these companies for the past few years, is we, we've also gained their trust over time where we are influencing their roadmap to say, these are the capabilities that you need to create for not just us, but your other data consumers or data providers, data consumers that are on your platforms. If, if you talking about the secure enclave, that initially wasn't there. These are capabilities that they're creating to support these type of collaborations and these innovations. Um, working with them has been great because um, if a client is working with us and maybe is just starting on their cloud strategy by telling us that's where they want to go, we could pull in those companies and have those conversations and help get them started on what they need to do. It seems like a huge advantage, um, no matter what size of company that you're dealing with, the fact that you guys have that expertise that you can leverage for them. And you, you already know where some of the roadblocks are going to be. You already know how to get past them. You know how to collaborate and work together. Yes. Yeah, we've been through it. That, that's the one thing when you're, um, when you're at the front of kind of these new initiatives, 
it's a, it's also a bumpy road, but it's been a it's been a fun and great journey. What is the response from the clients when they see what they can do together when when they're working with you and they see like the possibilities and what's coming out of it? Um, that's probably one of my favorite things is when we could be uh, working in a space and, and collaborating with a client and they start to see just our solutions and that's usually how it starts. We 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 solve maybe talking to them about a few problems they have and how we could help with those. And you could see when the pieces start falling into place where they're looking at things they didn't share with us, at least in their mind, and and kind of already coming up with those answers like, oh, if we just changed this or did this, we could solve for these problems. And so the art of the possible is something that just happens in, in one of these kind of kickoff sessions. Um, and, and I think that excitement and that uh, the possibilities of that are what kind of drive these companies. And, and um, I guess the next step would be for them or to support them. How do they evangelize this within their org to get that same kind of thrill that they experienced with us to make this happen? In some ways, it seems like this sort of breaks the mold of everybody, what everybody's used to when they're like, okay, we're going to, you know, not just like an integration, but we're going to work with a new partner. We're going to come up with new things. Like this is just a totally different way of doing that. So how do you get them on board? How do you get them excited? I, I think, again, it just goes back to um, showing them that are the possible. And and these platforms are doing a great job on their, their marketplaces, not just saying, hey, here's the data. Um, if you want it, take it or leave it. They're they're showing use cases. What can this data set solve uh, for me, for by, for my industry, or for my my business needs? And and sometimes data just doesn't translate, right? Like if you look at a an Excel spreadsheet, how do you pull out these insights from people to to share it with somebody who uh, is not a data scientist? Um, you you do that by visualizing the data and, and painting that picture um, that could be clear to anyone who who sees it. And I think that is kind of like the starting point um, is, is making this something that's not just a data science platform. Of course, that's that's where you want to go so that they could kind of be on the edge of it. But it's also making sure that the leaders and the, and the executives and the business side of the house um, can also kind of grasp what capabilities this unlocks for them. And I think they do a good job of that, or at least they're starting to do a good job of that um, as they develop their roadmap. I feel like it's finally, you know, Technology has been making a huge difference in our industry for for decades, right? But to me, this is fulfilling some of the promises that maybe people thought, you know, w- would only dream about 10 years ago and be like, can you imagine if we could do it in this way uh, and collaborate so easily together? How, how does that feel for you? It feels great. Um, I, I mean, sitting on CoreLogic's innovation space uh, and, and being a part of that, I mean, I love it as as a dabbling artist and, and and futurist and somebody who cares about technology. It's all about collaboration, right? Like it just gives me energy uh, when when we're in those spaces and come out with answers and insights that never existed before. I think um, one of the things that strikes me as you know, sort of looking in on it, is that it's it's not an us versus them. And it's not a, you know, this is mine and this is yours, but also like where you guys are meeting the the fact that cloud centric approach really just by its very nature, like it's a different approach because it's, it's not you going into theirs. It's not them coming into yours. Yeah. And I mean, I even have that question for all, all of the, all of these cloud platforms, right? Um, when, when you talk to AWS, you talk to Google and, and Snowflake and Databricks and Salesforce, 
they're all at each other's events, right? Like when they do a summit, you see all of their little stands. They're all working together. And if they're all cloud platforms working together, it just shows that there's room for, for competition. There's room in, uh, for these competing companies because there's so many use cases and things to solve that there's just not enough time to, to solve them all alone. Um, and then even when we get to that level by, by bringing in these different companies together, or, uh, I mentioned this earlier, but we're going to solve problems that we didn't have the capability of solving before. I think the word that comes to my mind is dynamic. So this is such a, uh, a changing environment. And, you know, as a client, they might come in and not even realize what it is that they're going to solve. They might have one thing in their mind. And in the past, it would be like, here's the problem. Here's the solution. Here's how we get there. It's a very linear um, path. Whereas I think this really feels like, you know, there's a discovery process. I know that your whole platform is called discovery, but uh, I mean, really, it does seem like you're going to find some things along the way that you wouldn't even have known at the start. That's true. And and that's kind of the, the origin of that, our discovery center, our discovery platform is it creates that space where they could see the art of the possible of what we've solved before. And, and that's where they start laying down their chips and, and they might see that solution and, and go off in another direction. And, and that's why there's so much room in this, right? That dynamic uh, results that you could have is even though there might be competing companies, every company kind of has their niche of where they want to go. It's a very abundant space. It's a growing space um, that would allow for that. We've talked about um, how far we've come, but let's talk about, you know, what the future might look like. How do you envision the future of property data and analytics in this cloud-centric world? The the future is incredibly promising, right? Uh, We're in the midst of data gold rush. This migration to the cloud is fostering uh, the creation of dynamic data ecosystems and data communities. And over time... While, while they're building out the roadmaps uh, of these cloud platforms. Uh, this will pave the way for more companies, even those outside the realm of, of data business, to recognize and monetize the value of their data instead of just being something that's exhaustive data, like something that might answer answer problems and, and come up with solutions that we, we didn't have until they joined. Partnerships are going to also evolve. Right now, usually the, the, these orgs are in a similar adjacent markets. Um, I could see in the future cross-industry collaborations involving multiple organizations that you would kind of scratch your head nowadays thinking like, why, why are they working together? Um, and at CoreLogic, we're gearing up for this future of continuously innovating and expanding our offerings, uh, ensuring we, we remain at the forefront of this uh, exciting evolution. I like the uh, what you said about a, a data gold rush, right? From from one perspective, especially because I feel like if you have companies who are engaging in this kind of discovery and and collaboration, and then you think about the companies that aren't, it's such an advantage to be the companies that are out in front that are that are discovering things that are working towards these solutions. That you know, if other companies aren't, you can see how that's that's just going to create a pretty big divide. There is, and we've seen this in the past, right? Um, there's, there's always these, these events that happen that if you don't get on board with them, you're kind of left behind. And I see this, this movement or these cloud strategies in, in five to 10 years is just table stakes if, if you want to be part of the, the data and innovation space. 
Well, and unlike, you know, when we think about mining gold or something like that, you know, your data is should be an inexhaustible source. It's not like, oh, okay, we pulled that out, we're done with it. Like if if you're really doing this right, that data is going to be serving you for a long time, correct? Yeah, uh, it definitely will. And, and the long tail of that, we can't even see yet, right? The gold or that you mine out today might just catapult you into new solutions and new and new avenues that you didn't see before. I mean, I'm in California. There's still gold out there, right? <laughs> in, in the real world, um, in these real mines. But for, for data, it feels like the more wicked these problems are, the more complex these problems are, the more data you're going to need to solve them. So when more people come into the space, it's like um, a rising tide that raises all the ships. So we should... We should look forward to this collaboration and look forward to more joining this, um, this evolution. Jonathan, thank you so much for this conversation. Great to get to know you and uh, find out more about what you are doing at CoreLogic. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show and leave a comment. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for more news and insight.